Welcome to the 15-ish minute coffee chat with Anna Larson and Selena Conmackey. Today's guest is Erin Cothran, licensed clinician social worker. Uh, we are talking about mental health and business. Come on in. a grand finale every time that video yeah. is right <laughs> i i'm i'm like very like i don't know why i'm like digging that i feel like we need to talk to our past guest amy and be like is that way better than the other intro that we had <laughs> amy <laughs> i don't know <laughs> a little bit uh, right. hi everyone welcome to Hello. the 15 minute, minute ish minute because we all know that we never keep it at 15 yeah. minutes and look, I'm going to tell you this. Anna has said, like, we should just drop the 15. I'm like, no, I feel like it's just part of the funny brand now. Like, we can't <laughs> drop it, even though we're not even anywhere close to 15. You know it what is, I mean? We could just change it to, like, 50-ish minute coffee chat, and we would be still closer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll probably go over most of the time. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to joke. I have, like, this hoarder's latch onto the number 15 for some reason. Like, I will not let it go. And um, I think know, it's very deceiving for our audience. Anyone new coming in is like, I got 15 minutes. And I'm like, no, rethink that. 15 minutes. <laughs> in 15 minutes, we might start the timer. I don't know. <laughs> you do not. You yeah. do not have 15. Not that you're not even close to 15 ish. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Okay. So, hey, Anna, tell us what we did this. What did we do this week? Like, welcome to season two, everyone. <laughs> Um, today, well, let's just introduce really quick. Today is yeah. our coffee chat with Aaron Cothran, who is a licensed counselor of social work. We're super excited to have him on. Yes. That's um, what the LCSW stands for. People. It is. He's going to tell us a little bit more about that because yeah. clearly we are not mental health experts. No. That's why we have one on our show today. <laughs> yes. We are very happy. We were chatting with him. Actually, I think I was trying to get in a session prior to us starting. So bless him for literally, yeah. Yeah, she really was. But I will tell you, so Selena and I have been taking a mental health break every week. Yep. <clears throat> so every Thursday morning, we take a couple of hours and it's early in the morning and we go to the lake that's about like 15 minutes from our houses because, you right. know, we live near each other. Anyway, we go to the lake and we just kick back and our kids play in the lake and we sit on our lawn chairs yeah. or we go into the water and float around and it is the yeah. best 
two hours of our week and it's yeah. just so rejuvenating. So yeah. our late day, that's our mental health break every week. We love yeah. it. And it's funny, like Anna and I were talking like always before it, either one of us is like, oh, I need, I can't, I got things to do. And, and then we go and then we're like, we're so glad we did this. So I'm, I'm sure we'll also ask Aaron about, you know, taking those mental health breaks are so important. Um, Okay, well, before we, well, I wanted to talk about two things. And even though this is scripted for Anna, is first, I just kind of want to talk about this. Um, Anna, I'm so excited, is celebrating her first anniversary birthday. I don't know, I wish I had like confetti cannons, but like, you know, Anna, I, I clearly remember when she was like, yes, you know, and I also remember like, it. this started with her driving, actually, I believe, to a family reunion and I called her frantically on a car going, I think this would be great. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, She's she amazing what she does. She had to, it was, it was the summer earlier in the summer and she was like, just try it out. Just give yeah. it a chance. And I was like, I don't know. And now here I am one year later, August 1st was my one year yeah. anniversary of starting my own business, Nomad About. So yay, happy birthday, Nomad yay, About. Yay, happy birthday. <laughs> cannons are pretend they're blowing up anyway um yes so just just pop anna like a congrats like good job good job for not quitting and for just sticking this out for you know anna. <laughs> right um and then i'm gonna bring this in real fast and then we can move on to our next thing yeah. anna, we are on the um association of military spouse entrepreneurs amc mm -hmm. Community is starting community chapters, which is local to various bases around the world. Right now they have six. So Selena and I mm -hmm. were fortunate enough to be one of their beta testing groups. So we yes. are um, inviting people to click on the link we're going to put into the yep. chat and sign yes. up for your local chapter and come join us. It's networking and it's master classes and it's getting to know your community resources. It's all free. Um, there's no cost involved. So if you are a military spouse and an entrepreneur, this is an awesome organization. Yeah. So click on that link yeah. and um, go join your chapter. So yeah, and I will tell you, yes, I'll tell you this real fast. You do not know how to spell entrepreneur without <laughs> autocorrect to be <laughs> an entrepreneur. I'm going to tell you, I struggled with this word last night, me and Anna. I don't know. It's the silly things. But anyway, I put yes. the link below. Um, so if you're interested, doesn't matter where you are, see if there's a chapter near you, like Anna said. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, so we're gonna get ready. We're gonna bring on our guest. We're gonna read his bio first. We're gonna mm -hmm. tell you a little bit about him. We have so much content today with Aaron. So yeah, we're gonna, like push through it to make sure that we're not here for like 17 hours, but not that we would be anyway. But you know, well, we right. probably actually, so I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, okay, let's yeah. read this bio here, right? Okay, Aaron has 20 has over 20 years of experience in therapeutic settings and specializes in helping youth and their families he founded a residential treatment center for youth which has been operating for nine years aaron has extensive expertise in effectively treating anxiety depression attachment trauma and cultivating and strengthening marital and family relationships um, he's passionate about the difference that can be made in the lives of others in his spare time aaron enjoys all sports and spending time with his wife of 20 years and his five amazing kids. 
honestly, you guys, like, I just felt like I, he was like, he, I don't know. I was excited. I was so excited. We'll, we'll share with him so he can just relive like what I said to him backstage, but all right. Okay. Wait, hold on. So we can move this. We're going to bring in, let's bring in. All right. Hi, Aaron. Hi. How's everybody? Congratulations, Anna. Thank Yay! you very much. I did, oh I my did gosh. fantastic. Good job for not quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Super excited. I, I love didn't... it. I love it. I love it. Um, so okay, Aaron, welcome to our show. Thank you Thank so you. much. We appreciate you like yes. coming on and having to do all of this fun stuff with us today. Um so I just yeah. have to say, Aaron yeah. is not a social media guy, right? So he does right. not on, like, not even on Facebook personally, right? Or Instagram or anything else. So this is like, he said, I've done a few video conferences. So this is his first live. So I'm yes. actually excited about this. this. Is kind of like a very huge milestone in the world of social media for you, Aaron. <laughs> oh, it, it totally is. It, it's like I try to interact with humans every day or something. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, he does have other important things to do other than be like scrolling through social media. Yeah, and he does go. really good work. So he does really totally, good work. Yeah. You totally get a pass for not like being on social media and liking our pages or anything like that. <laughs> like you're the only one for sure. Um, <laughs> okay, so wait, I think we, we notated here, Anna, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to make this up. Okay, we talked about this, but ARMY acronyms, because we are also male spouses, um, I've only, I've only been a male spouse for going almost on six years, and I feel like with, um, with uh, mental health, uh, like, professionals, there's all these acronyms, right, to describe kind of, like, what your field and how you do it, and I feel it's so close to army acronyms because i'm still trying to figure out i'm like why can't they just say like the morale wellness recreation building and then my husband looks at me like because that's too long and i'm like uh, uh, you know so that's yeah i just wanted to say that but um yeah anna go ahead yeah so aaron what we were we were hoping you could do is kind of explain the lcsw what that means yeah. and kind of what that is in your field in your therapeutic field Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, first off, I mean, I, I have a master's in social work and, and whenever anybody hears social work, they, they get a little bit nervous sometimes because social work kind of has this reputation in the past of being the people that come in and take kids out of homes and things like that. And right. that still happens on the bachelor's level. But when you're starting to talk about an, an LCSW licensure, which is a licensed clinical social worker, what you're talking about is, is an experienced licensed clinician. Um, and I, I really like to delineate the word clinician because there's, there's life coaches nowadays and there's mental health counselors and all these type of things. But when you go in and you meet with a clinician, this is somebody that's well-versed in, in some evidence-based practice. They're not just going to talk to you and make you feel good about yourself, although that's, that's one of the reasons we all go to therapy. Uh, <laughs> it, it's about understanding diagnoses and what the mm -hmm. evidence-based practice says about treating those diagnoses effectively. And you want to be able to get the best outcome. So there's clinical psychologists, which are kind of like the doctors, guam de guam of our thing. And then right below that, there's going to be some master level folks like some marriage and family therapists and some licensed clinical social workers. Uh, LCSWs, we can move in and out of a lot of different settings. It's a lot more broad term. We can move in and inside of school districts. We can move inside of hospitals. We can move into private practice. We obviously do residential and things like that. So 
I got very passionate about being an LCSW as opposed to an MFT or anything like that because I wanted the free range to be able to move in and out of a lot of different dynamics. And when you talk to different clinicians, you start to get to the point to where you realize evidence-based practice has a lot of different pieces that can be associated with it. And so I love the idea and the freedom of being able to move all in, in and out to begin with, which is why I'm an LCSW. Oh, yeah. Wow. I know. That's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. I'm like, Tell it is more. no wait yeah so just, wait, just to follow that up Aaron yeah. there's yeah there's three different technically three different jobs or practices that you do currently can you just let everybody kind of know what those three things are right now yeah sure uh so I I, I first got very passionate about working with youth I I, I lived abroad in, in New Zealand for a couple years which is an amazing place um, I, I came back and I, I got into working with youth because that's what I'm passionate about. And I probably am just a big kid at heart. Uh, <laughs> oh, I so I, I love working with the kids. Um, and so I got in to see where, where the need was with working with kids and met a couple of really good people and got to the point to where I could start uh, my own residential treatment center, which my amazing wife uh, helps me run every day. It's, it's hard. It's challenging. It's crazy. I just got back from a week in Goblin Valley, Utah with a with a bunch of kids and we had a staff break his knee and a car break down oh, no. and everything else. So we're doing therapy with all these kids that are like, is this how vacations are supposed to be? And I'm like, no, right. it's not. Uh, <laughs> but there's a therapeutic point of that too, how we deal with crisis and all that kind of stuff. So I run the residential treatment center for boys. Uh, we have an outpatient office uh, that we run because I like to be able to work with kids and their families outside of the residential treatment center. Uh, we also have a, a foster agency or a licensed proctor agency uh, that we work with where we try and get some more in-home based services so kids that transition out of the residential still have a familiar face they can go and talk to and oh, provide a awesome. continuum of care, which right now the evidence-based practice is big on is, is not just being, again, focused in one area. You want to be able to provide a continuum of care as a person heals and they yeah, progress right. along. And then I also do uh, some couples retreats with or expeditions where I take couples away and, and try and foster those relationships, whether that be domestically or abroad. Oh, that's so important. All of it is so important. I know. I could I be in it. each one. Right. I, I love it. Yeah, I, I do too. Okay. So before we get too far in, we're going to stop yeah. and do our coffee cup selfie because yes, ma'am. Um, otherwise we'll just keep talking and we won't, yeah. we'll forget to take the picture and we cannot do that. <laughs> right. So we had, so every, if yeah. you, if you have your cup of coffee or you, if you have your juice box or yes, gonna, hold, hold it up and we're going to smile for three seconds. <laughs> yes. I love it. We were just talking about that. Okay. On three guys. One, two, three. Okay. There we go. Perfect. Okay. Right. Yay! For anyone watching, remember take your coffee cup selfie with us. It could be yeah. anytime during the show, and pop your pop pop a tag onto that picture. Let us know so that we can add you to our video for season three. Yes, for <laughs> so sure. Okay, so today's topic that we're going to talk about is um, mental health. And then we kind of joked around and I did the all work and no play, you know, clearly the end of that is make Jack makes Jack a dull boy and it references that, that movie. But anyway, um, the whole point is that one of the things we were, when Selena and I were talking about this, originally we were going to have Aaron's wife on the show, Eliza, because she runs a lot of the business side of right. the practices that they have. And then the more we talked about it, the, and the more the questions came more directly focused on the actual mental health aspects of it, we were like, well, maybe it's better if we have Aaron on the show. And she very gladly offered him up as a <laughs> here. 
<laughs> to come on the show. She just yeah. It's I not too late. I can go grab her. I can go grab her right now. <laughs> <laughs> but she said, Aaron will be happy to do this for you. Right. I'll arrange everything. <laughs> so totally. here you have but we're super excited to have yes. you. Um, yes. Okay, so Selena, yes. start your 15 minute timer. We're going to totally blow the timer, but we're going to yeah. just for the fun. We're going to heard about this 15 minutes, <laughs> FYI. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We sure did. Yeah. So okay, we started, we started it. We started. started. So we always okay. start with a toolkit for right. our, um, our watchers. And this is mm -hmm. something that. Um, we like to make sure that as business people, you have lots of different resources at your fingertips. And right. when we were talking about mental health, Selena said, hey, what about answerthepublic.com? Yeah. So Selena, do you wanna tell them a little bit about what this is? Yes, so in our research, right, we are talking about like, you know, when you're on social media or you're just trying to figure out like, how am I supposed to talk about what I wanna talk about? And this goes with anything. And we even related it to Aaron and Eliza's business is that sometimes you're just like, I don't know. So anyway, uh, there is this free version, right? You get limited searches or un, a, like, I think it's two or three searches a day. But what you do is you you pop it in right here where it says search and you what say like, so say, Whatever your question is. And so, right. Yeah. And so say we'll bring up Aaron's like foster care. We pop that in, it searches. And then when we go to the next screen, I'll show you what it pops up. But it gives you, like our thing says, is it's going to help you discover what people are asking about, about that particular topic. So you know either how to market better, or maybe you didn't realize people were asking this, or maybe you didn't realize this is how they thought. So it puts you in a different mindset. So I think because when you're in business, you know all about your business. So sometimes there's an assumption that everybody knows about everything. Um, so again, here, just get instant raw search insights direct from the minds of your customers. There are 3 billion Google searches every day and 20% of them have billion. never been seen before. Yeah, yes. Billion Google searches. Billion, right. So, um, right. So, yeah, answer the public is really like a direct line to kind of what your customers mm -hmm. are thinking because this is what yeah. people are searching about given any given topic. This is how they respond. So it gives you your topic in the middle, then it gives you 10 like broader topics, and then it gets very specific on that outer mm -hmm. ring where these are specific sentence searches that people are looking at regarding what it is that you are researching. Anyhow, this is a great tool if you want to blog something and you can't think of any content, if you mm -hmm. um, are researching co content creation, if you're just wondering what topics are trending right now in a certain mm -hmm. area, this is a great tool to just be part of that conversation and voice your opinion and really mm -hmm. set yourself up to be an expert in that area. So, right. Answerthepublic.com. Yes. Yes, we liked it. And it yeah. was really interesting, Aaron. We when we did this, we said, okay, let's do mental health. And then it popped up all of these searches of like what people are asking about mental health. And I mean, I know it's kind of small, but you know, there's like a who, a where, a how, a why, um, can will. and yeah, will all that. And it was really interesting. We'll have to send you this image, but um, what happens is they pop out an image for you to download so you can look at it for yourself, or it it allows you to do a list um, form as well. But it's interesting because then, like I said, it helps you like maybe you need to come on live and explain something about the mental health um, life and and saying, hey, there's this clarification or there's this thing because it's something that actually is searched on Google. 
by the everyday people. Um, you know, and I was even telling Anna, I did like, because I do WordPress. It was funny. I, I did WordPress website just to see what people were asking. And it was interesting. It was like such common things. It gave me ideas. But anyway, yeah, Aaron, we thought this was kind of interesting even for you guys. Like if you put foster care in there, you could kind of see some of the questions that are being asked that maybe you guys can offer to help. So we thought, yeah, I mean, once once we found out Aaron had zero social media experience, I was like, we should make him come on and do this quite frequently with us. <laughs> right. Like, Selena said, how awesome would it be if they did once a week live on their Facebook page? Right. <laughs> where he asked, took one of those questions from like answerthefocus.com yeah. and said, I want to respond to this. This yeah. is a trending topic on Google. And then he was able to offer that expertise advice. Anyway. Just, yeah. some just rip off the band-aid, guys. Just yeah. tear it yeah. clean up. Yeah. Just, yeah. No I mean, hollering. We're not going to let you dip your toes in the water. You're just right. like jumping straight into the lake at this point. <laughs> totally. Oh, my gosh. Uh, funny. Okay. Um, All right. So what, we're, yeah. we're going to move on to our actual topic yes. of the day. Yeah. Um, so just as kind of a joke, Selena, um, you want to pop that overlay? Yeah, it's like everything is. I'm like, hold on, hold on. It's like not. It's like, where are you? Why are you? Why did you? Hold on, guys. We technical we technology. Technical difficulty. Technical difficulty. That is all. Um, you guys are trying to I, sell me on social media. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, um. It's like. Well, okay, she does we have, have like five screens up at this point, so yeah, we I'm, a little bit of a break. Just, just, I'm just like, come on, refresh here, guys, refresh. Okay, you're gonna just see. This is like, this is what happens, and I think Aaron will just let us know. Like, it's okay, right, Aaron? When things don't go like you just said about like the car was breaking down and there's issues. It's like, what are you doing with that, right? Yeah, um, gonna be okay, Selena. I know. Okay, you guys, I'm going to say this. So we spoke, we spoke, you know, we always ask our guests to come like backstage for a little bit before we go live. And I literally am like, Oh, can I just like, I'm okay. I, I, Aaron has like this amazing calming uh, vibe that I'm like, I joked that he walked away for a minute and me and Anna were like, blah, 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 and I was like, Oh my gosh. I said, he makes me feel like I can word vomit and I'll be okay. <laughs> all my issues and you know what I mean? And so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Aaron, Aaron very kindly has obliged her with Minnie. It's going to be okay. Selena. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, calm her nerves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, uh, okay. I'm going to just go in with my slide here, but this is what, <laughs> this is what, how we're doing our system. The doctor is in. Yeah. The is this is what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. So, We'll pop this out. Know five cents. Drop your five yeah. cents into the comments. Just kidding. Yeah. No. We're excited to have the doctor in today. Yeah. We are. Even so though he did say, remember, he's not a, well, explain to everybody, right? Like I had said to you, I said like, every time you see somebody in this profession, you want to be, you just automatically want to say like, Dr. Aaron or Dr. Such and such. Right. And you're like, he gave me a nice little explanation, guys. So he just wants to be Aaron. Just Aaron. Yeah. Just, just Aaron's good enough. Just Aaron. you know, a lot yeah. of the, the doctors in our industry currently, I mean, they're, they're amazing, right? They, they, yeah. they go and they get further education. But really what, what happens to a large degree is they very get specialized in, in just one field. And, and, mm -hmm. and they're experts at that. There's no question about that at all. And I can't 
buoy up those people enough because they they're the stalwarts of our industry a lot of things people like me are more the the trench work therapists that are in there with the people in the mud and the in the crises every day and mm -hmm. and i never wanted to be so over specialized that i was just dealing with meds or i was just dealing with testing or i was just dealing with a certain population of anxiety-based clients or things like that again i i yeah. wanted to move in and yeah. out and, and the lcsw did that doctors for all the amazing things they bring sometimes have a tendency to get very specialized in one area and when you right. find that you need that area you're going to be very very thankful for for that doctorate degree for sure um, but when you're not really up to that level and and you want a, a lower license like me just a little podunk dude that can move in and out of a lot of different styles uh, that, that's that's what the lcsw is for I love the but, humility, yeah. the podunk dude humility. I know. <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, when you think about it, though, Aaron, it's like the impact that you make in, like, um, the children's lives that you are helping and anybody else, like, it's so great, right? And you, and sometimes we never see the ripple effect of what you've done for others can do. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I did speak about this in backstage is like, you know, when we talked about mental health, it's like back in our day. I mean, I'm not going to say how old I am, but you know, you, you, you never said, oh, I go and I have sessions with, uh, you know, a psychologist or whatever, whichever. And, um, now I think it's more okay to talk about it. Right. And so, because it's such an important part of kind of like balancing your life and people feel like you're not supposed to talk about this, but then it's like, you need it because you need to feel better. And so, um, you know, I was sharing with Aaron and Anna, like backstage, I, like, I, I've had to see someone since probably I was like 16 years old. Um, my family was going through a big divorce and, you know, and we lived in different states. And so a social worker was actually assigned to us just to kind of like through that process of just making sure that when we were okay in the home and then I had to go see somebody, but, um, I've always felt like it's okay. It's kind of nice to go to somebody because they give you, you feel this like non-biased, uh like person that's on your side and it kind of really allows you to just like let out all that like stressors that you're feeling and then to feel safe and walk away from those sessions you know or just but i loved i loved my social worker she was this nice older lady and she just was so fun she was fun and she's calming and she's just all the things and anyway anyway sorry i could i could i could go on and on and on and on but um oh wait hey, okay the stigma yeah. associated yeah. with mental health. I mean, today there's there's still a very huge stigma associated, and the, right when you're talking about effective treatment of individuals and and trying to help lives heal, um, yeah, we can't help people unless they they ask for it, right? And so right. people are more likely to ask for help when you when you take away that stigma, when you make them yeah. feel safe, and so we we combat that hugely in the high school settings where there's a yeah. bunch of kids that are, you know, Erickson identity versus role confusion, right? Guess how many of our kids get role confused during that time? Yeah, uh, being right. able to take away the stigma and actually talk to somebody about where do I sit in my life? Where do I sit in my family system? What's my role there? Yeah. How do I perform all that? Uh, those questions right. don't get asked unless we remove that stigma, just like you're saying. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I think that's why it was important for us. Like the more we talked about and the more we knew we were shifting from Eliza to you, Aaron, we were like, no, this has to be okay to talk about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and then it's also okay to have people come on and, and share, because I think that could help somebody. Um, I'm just going to drop in. This is Sue. She is also a fellow social worker. Um, yeah, she and is. she does stuff and she's, you know, I was actually going to mention Sue earlier because she has shared stuff like on her page 
um, you know, like when COVID hit and it was kind of like just a joke, but like social workers, they, they don't stop just because there's a pandemic. They don't stop because there's this, right? And it it was a funny, not a funny, but it was a graphic that was just like, you know, this is a social worker going to the worst neighborhood, stepping over a dead body to get to the house to check on the kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but that's the life, right? Is that, hey, the goal is to take care of these kids no matter what, right? And yeah. so. Well, fortunately, um, I haven't stepped over any yeah. dead bodies yet. No, so I'm glad you we're doing yeah. good that way, but no, again, we're, social work, we're, we're in the trenches, right? That, yeah. that, that's what we do. And, and, and right now the, the need is honestly exploding and people yeah. ha have been home. They, they've been confined. And I mean, there's no clinician out there that's going to tell you quarantine is going to be effective for mental health. Um, yeah, it's right. just not. And so being able to get out and explore the outdoors in safe ways, uh, reconnect yeah. with their family se setting. Anybody that says mm -hmm. long-term relationships or marital relationships don't take work is lying to themselves. And so now yeah. we're caught with these people that we love most, but we'd have nowhere else to go. And so we're forced <laughs> yes. to resolve some things. Yes. And guess what? Yes. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You're allowed to yeah. resolve some things, but the, the need right now is, is more than most. And so I, I think the people that are, are used to doing the trench work therapy are, are actually yeah. more in demand right now. I'm, I'm right. Absolutely. At the, I'm at the treatment facility till six, seven o'clock at night on Fridays, my, my outpatient office completely booked up. So I, I don't feel like I can even get to all the people I want. There was a 2016 mental health report that said in the worst states in our country, the, the mental health professional to the, person that is actually seeking need ratio was about a thousand to one. There were a wow. thousand people seeking help. In Utah, wow. where I live, uh, we're a little bit better. Last I checked, it was 390 to one. And so the, the need is there. And again, erasing yeah. that stigma, putting yourself out there, trying to get to those people in need, making them feel safe and okay to talk about what it is, particularly right now, is hugely yeah. important. Yes. It, we're gonna know yeah, for sure. Yeah. Why don't we start? We let we should. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is, no, no. I yes. Directly into what what we were trying yeah. to do today. So, um, what Selena and I ended up doing for today. Normally, we you know we try and come up with some like fun game type thing. But what we did today is we reached out to a few of our colleagues and just asked them and said, Hey, if we're having a mental health expert on, if there was one question you had related to mental health and like yeah. business, what would it be? So before right. we get started, that we do yeah. have a um, we do have one. I do have one thing that I want to yeah. pop up here really quick. Yeah. And um, so this is just a question. We want you to pop your answer into the comments. Mm -hmm. But oh wait, yeah, this no, that's okay too, yeah. Anna. So yeah. I'm just going to put it this way first. Then <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on the ticker. So which of these famous people experienced mental health problems? Abraham Lincoln, Winston Churchill, or Florence Nightingale? And this goes back to the whole stigma thing, right? These are all three mm -hmm. very famous historical figures that accomplished amazing things in their life. So pop your answer into the comments. Which one of yeah. these people do you think experienced? <laughs> Aaron, don't give answers away. <laughs> Anyway, so now I'm going to make it a ticker so that you can yeah. just, you know, see it as yeah. you continue talking. But okay, right. so we're going to jump right in. The doctor is in, and doctor, our 15 so minutes is up already. Our 15 minutes <laughs> ended, but we're going to start with our questions now. That was great, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Aaron's like, that's all I scheduled myself for. You should 
to call the show 15 inch. <laughs> so our, our first question comes from um, one of our colleagues and it was, what are the benefits of creating a workplace environment that addresses mental health? So what are your thoughts, Aaron? Oh, I, I'm I'm just glad they're asking the question because yeah. I, I I'm one of those people that believes that a smart company, especially one that has more than like 15, 30 employees, should have somebody like me on their staff. It, right. They can afford it. Um, the evidence-based research is coming back right now that you're going to increase the longevity of your employee. You're going to increase the efficiency uh, of mm -hmm. your employee. You're going to increase communication workplace. You're going to understand personality dynamics and profiling, how to move in and out of different profiles. Uh, you're going to put more tools in your toolbox while increasing efficiency, while increasing the longevity of your employee. Does that sound bad so to anybody smart. else? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, no, that, no. yeah. That, that's evidence-based practice. You can argue the numbers all you want, they don't change. Um, yeah. People need to be able to have somebody to talk to, they need to be able to have their specific skill set identified and then put in a position to blossom. Then they're gonna feel yeah. more meaning, more power, more passionate about what they're yeah. doing each and every day. And so if you wanna increase on longevity, efficiency, meaning, purpose, um, and really create a, a place where people want to be, then yeah, yeah by all means, it, it's gotta have a place there. And if you can reach out to people like me, even if you just find people that are willing to come in and consult and do right. trainings uh, quarterly with your people, that's gonna have value too. So it's, it, it's something that the research is coming back on more and more and more. And before mm -hmm. long, you're just gonna regret it if you don't have it. Yeah. I totally agree with everything you just said. You know, I worked yeah. for um, really two big corporate companies and that mental health was never a block of anything for even just the management team, you know what I mean? For mm -hmm. them to trickle down to our staff, but that was never offered. And when you, just when you say about it, it's like, it's so important, like how that can really affect, uh, again, it still will hit the bottom line. The productivity goes up, you know, the efficiency goes up because you've offered that aspect to the package of working for the company, right? Is yeah. what you just yeah. said. I think feeling valued and useful is such a huge self-identity situation. Mm -hmm. right? So if you don't feel valued and you don't feel useful and you don't feel like yeah. you're contributing at the place where you spend you know, a third of your day, a third of the mm -hmm. hours of your day and you're at this location, you know, um, one of the second halves to this question that came in with a different different friend, but that was like a similar address was as a manager, how mm -hmm. are you be supportive without crossing a line? You know, because because mental health is a personal thing. And if you don't want to mm -hmm. share, it, you shouldn't have to. But at the same time, there needs to be that level of support in the workplace and in your environment that you don't want to cross a line. And I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of is going too far or saying the wrong, especially now. Right. you got to be super careful about how you address situations in today's world right now the words you use and the kinds of things that you say. So what would you say to a manager looking to implement? Like, what would that look like? How would they start something like that maybe? Well, you're gonna to wanna to identify the needs of your people, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And I'll say from a business standpoint, where, where are you deficient? Where are you strong? Uh, a, a good clinical person is going to come in and accent the strengths, not the weaknesses. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll come in and, and we would look at that type of situation and say, okay, who are the movers and shakers that are making this strength so good? How do we put them in access or greater contact to the people that you might want to bring up a little bit? Uh, those type of things. And so 
uh, you're going to want to build on those strengths for sure. And, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to be very individual to whatever the company is or whatever need they're providing those type of things. But yeah, it's, it's something where you start where you're strongest. And then as that right. happens, what clinically happens, like when I, when I work with a person with depression, I don't come in and, and, and sit there and, and harp on all of their past traumas from day one. We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. But you got to make them feel safe. You got to make them feel heard. You got to make them feel important. You got to make them feel normal to some degree. Uh, You're not broken. There's just healing to be had. Uh, Just like Mm -hmm. if somebody breaks their knee, they they go and and they they see a doctor and and there's healing to be had there. Guess what? You emotionally have been dealing with some things and you probably compartmentalize them incorrectly and they come out at inopportune moments. Guess what? There's healing to be had. You can have yeah. that and it's completely possible. Same thing happens yeah. in a business setting. And to think that those things don't come into work, we're just lying to ourselves. That is yeah. so, that is so good. I'm just yeah. going to add that up there for a minute because. Yeah. Healing to be had, yes. There, oh, well, I spelled that wrong. I'm going to fix that really quick. <laughs> as a copywriter, that's not acceptable. But yes, you're not yeah. broken. There is just healing. Yeah. And that is such an important yeah. message, Aaron. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I, so you guys, what he just mentioned, if you're watching this, uh, look at how to incorporate this into your business. And if you have the funds, you know, this really can pay off, but you're also, it's double, right? Aaron, you're helping others um, for the good of humanity, but you're also, and you're also helping your business. So, I mean, it's a win-win across the board and it's a great investment. Um yeah. You know, and I, I'm, I am curious, though, you know, because of the pandemic, now that that's what a lot of companies should be incorporating, right, is is incorporating this into their business and having somebody there to to offer those those times. You know, my cousin works for my cousin's husband works for Google. I'm going to be like, hey, I know you guys have like sleeping pods and like amazing. Like, I'm going to ask, like, do they offer this? You know, yeah. so. It yeah. is. It is interesting. Okay, so okay. Um, well, it's important questions? to notice too, guys. I mean that that there are barriers to that, right? I mean, you don't want yeah. to somebody that is a manager that is trying to hold employees accountable to to performance issues and those type of things. Right. They need to keep that role and in clinical practices. Mm-hmm. We don't want to confuse roles, right? Yeah. And so they need to be put in a role where they can be held accountable, that they can encourage, that they can enough lift their yeah. employee to actually perform the max level. The mental mm-hmm. health part is a part of that performance. So yeah. having a person separate, and I'm not talking about an episode of The Office where someone has to go talk to Toby, right? No, God, no. <laughs> right? right? It, I love it's people. not a Toby yes. situation. It's somebody yeah. that's there or a part of your team or a consultant that can come in and, and has yeah. a little bit of gravity to them that are right. easy to talk to, that are easy to relate to. And that mm-hmm. way you can the burden off your manager so you're not blurring roles and they can still get their personal needs met which again Mm -hmm. is going to increase your efficiency and performance yeah no i love that second point blurring roles that's super important because you're right and i think maybe that's that question where it was how can you be supportive and not cross the line because you don't Mm want to have you know you have to you do have to maintain a manager or a boss role if you have employees but you also want to be the person that they can talk to, but there is a line. You're right. Yeah. That, what That's yeah. interesting. We'll have to explore that more. Yeah. yeah. I, I will just say this real fast before we move on to the next question is, and, but I think you had said like uh, also is when you identify what you can do as a manager, as part of a team is, you know, that maybe one is stronger in supporting the staff than the others. Right. So that's 
who you would be sending uh, will say this. I was always one of the, the ones that was the more supportive role um, for our management team, just because it came easier to me to be able to do that and offer that if we could. Um, so it, again, it just, you know, because you have it, if you don't know how to execute it, there could be some issues with you trying to execute said mental health, like hugging, right? It's send the right person in too. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. let's move on to the next question. Okay. So All right. Question two. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's question, oh, that's one. question one. Oh, there we go. Yeah. How do you balance? Um, yeah. Go ahead, Selena. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just so excited. Okay. How do you balance a mental burnout exhaustion when you still have to hustle? That's a tough one. Uh, I, I think, mm -hmm. uh, for, for, and I'll, I'll, I'll send a shout out to my fellow social workers out there. Yeah. That's hard for us because we're in the yeah. trenches, right? And, and, and trench work therapy means crisis therapy. It, it means right. somebody isn't like sad today. They're thinking about possibly ending their life. And, and, yeah. and so how do you just stop what you're doing and go and do that again and again and again? I, I get multiple calls each week, way after hours yeah. for kids that might be struggling out at the residential treatment center or, or, or right. texts from, from clients that I trust about, hey, this is, this is the crisis that are going on. And so you have to prioritize like anything mm -hmm. there there's situations that will come up that are going to be able to be managed tomorrow but what happens especially in the social work industry and I, and I believe social workers are some of the best crisis workers out there period it's because mm -hmm. we've learned to understand that what is a genuine crisis and, and what is a, a serious issue that needs to be addressed crisis you need to go now serious issues that need to be addressed that can be delegated that can be followed up on that person can be empowered to go seek help and support in oh, family-based no. settings and community-based resources, all those type of things. But crisis means you go. And so the right. first step in all of that is identifying the need of a crisis and a situation that might require some different type of levels of support. Uh, outside of that, then any clinician is going to tell you it, it's about managing your self-care. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting out yeah. here on my deck because I had two amazing ladies ask me oh. to come and, and, and talk yeah. to them today. And, and I'm going to sit out on the deck and I'm going to enjoy it until I go jump into the trenches with these boys. Um, right. You've you got to you got to manage. And I come home and I have five amazing kids that, that just want to suck daddy dry. And, and I'm going to give <laughs> right. them every last drop and yeah. my well. And then yeah. when it's gone, I'll go and, and you'll have to forgive me. It might be a yeah. little bit recluse, but I have to go right. and I have to fill that well because in, there's an inevitability that somebody yeah. else is going to be drawing from my well and it's going to happen quickly. So you better yeah. be replenishing that thing. So there's managing crisis and there's managing self-care. Those two have to go together if you're ever going to be effective. No, you know what? You just gave me like an identifier because sometimes you have to know like you just said crisis and serious, right? And so it's like, when you can kind of put something in one bucket, you know, you know what I mean? You know, you can almost give yourself a break. Like it's not all crisis. It's, it's, it could be serious, meaning you can breathe just a little bit. You can, you can go and have that like milkshake with your kid. And then you can know that you can return to the serious bucket to kind of like take care of everything. So for, I mean, for me, that just helped me. Like I literally now have like, I just made a crisis bucket and a, serious bucket so that when those moments come up, I know where I can put them and I know how I have to handle it. Right. That was yeah. so good. Well, you're going to want to be one. And that's maybe something I tell myself and the people I supervise more than anything, mm -hmm. but 
you have to be more more moment driven. This is my moment. This is where I am. I'm talking to Selena and Anna, and I'm I'm going to mm-hmm. give this everything I have until I move to the next thing. But you yeah. have to be present in each moment that you're in throughout the day. You've got to be emotionally present. There is yeah. that exhausting. Yes, yeah. it absolutely is. But you have to be emotionally present and give yourself permission to do it, which is why the first two years of supervised work for any clinician is hard because hard. you don't have that stamina coming out of graduate school where I right. can sit there and be emotionally present with someone for eight hours straight yeah. in a day or 12 hours straight in a day and then come yeah. home and, and be super dad or super mom or whoever. Uh, yeah. That stamina is going to have to be built. It's going to have to increase. But you're going to have to tell yourself, I am going to be emotionally present for that person as long as they need me to be. And then I'm going to go to the next one. That You know, when we asked a lot of our friends and colleagues and family members, like the questions late last night at 11, I got two more responses. And at the same time, one was in Hawaii, one was here in Texas. And they asked the same question, you know, what you just kind of stated about like balancing and then even setting boundaries, right? Like how to set those boundaries where you can, be okay with you know but then that's the whole i think helping set the boundary is like you're just giving me the two buckets and yeah. knowing that i've i've set a boundary of where i'm going to put them so then i know that okay I, if it's not here i don't have to deal with it right now right this minute like like you said it like it this the world is such a instant gratification or it has to be like automatically like right your email comes on your phone so you answer it you your phone call i mean everybody texts you i mean everything is like you have to respond immediately so there's a sense of need to have to like respond but i think just compartmentalizing i'm so about this two buckets now aaron like that was helpful good job i don't know about you guys job, thank you okay this is what i said i said it again i'm gonna say it again I just need, Aaron doesn't even need to solve any of my problems. He just needed to say, you're doing good and I'm good. Like, I am like, I'm not joking. I am in a really good headspace right now because Aaron said it to me before we came on and he said it several times. And I think that's the whole problem. You can solve your own problems. You just need an Aaron in your life to kind of say, hey, you're okay. And then you're like, oh, there's all the solutions over here in this part of my brain that I had. Aaron just uh, like, ripped open the curtain to say you can see it you're good enough you can you can do it anyway yeah. so actually just i mean something just there yeah. that yeah was, is very famous the, the father of the humanistic approach which is yeah it's just a, a person-centered type of therapy where you just listen and you build up the person but a guy named carl rogers developed mm-hmm. that but carl rogers said that he genuinely believed that every client he ever worked with had the answer to every question they would ever seek already inside of them and it was the yeah. clinician's job just to walk with them long enough to expose that. Oh, that's so awesome. See, and I think I think that's what's, and uh, so, um, you know, uh, in Hawaii, my last therapist there, he incorporated a lot of my whole, by the way, you were in New Zealand, so did you learn how to do the haka? Because I'm just curious. I, I, I've seen it done so okay. passionately that I would never yeah. attempt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that would be such a cool thing to do with the kids. Okay. So I'm Hawaiian, but my, my therapist back in Hawaii, he incorporated a lot of our culture into our therapy sessions. And um, he had said that to me, just like he had, he had said, like, I went to him all the time, Aaron saying, I need the answers. Right. And so he helped me come to this realization that, 
you know, I do, I have the answers. It's just, and I think he just, like you said, he walked with me to kind of give me that, that confidence in myself to know, like, it's okay. So, ah, okay. Like well, great. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Um, so Danny, this you're doing good, my, by the yeah. way, too. I just needed to yeah. tell you that, you're, you're doing good too. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I need Aaron, I can get Aaron. Yes. <laughs> um, no, thank you. This is my friend Chrissy in Hawaii. So she's up really early. Um, but uh, yeah, so her, it is, it's so important. So, okay, on to the next question. Yeah, well, so this we just, actually yeah. leads yeah. us oh, into yeah. the next question. You know, I mean, yeah. this conversation about maybe the answers are already inside of you and you just yeah. need help finding what they are. So mm -hmm. our next question was really, what can people implement now to help their mind, mental mindset with the new world, the new COVID world? So yeah. with quarantine and you've got people in masks and you've got this fear factor happening and it's not even just COVID, but then where's also the George Floyd incident and the Black Lives Matters things and all these things and massive, major, huge civil rights changement changes and pandemic mm -hmm health changes that are happening that really are just throwing people topsy-turvy all over the place. So you, we were talking earlier about the fact that there's been a lot of issues with this COVID quarantine, you know, you're stuck in your house, you can't go places, your social life is limited. So what can people implement where do they find that? How do they do that? If they don't have a, a therapist at their beck, you know, at their call, yeah opportunity right now, what are some things that they can do to kind of find those answers or to process through these situations that they're in now, Erin, just as individuals in this new world? Mm -hmm. Oh, is he? Oh, I thought he was like, oh, he, I thought he was listening. I was like, he was. The <laughs> but I think Aaron is not. Wait, he's frozen. But if he can hear us, maybe he just signs back out and then signs back in. Here, wait, I'm going to remove. I'm going to add him back in. And let's see if he resets. But, okay, wait. We're going to just talk about while we wait for Aaron to pop back on. But, um, you know, this question, again, came from, like, uh, when we were doing our strategy session, you know, we reached out. And it, yeah. it is. It's that question that a lot of people are like, you know, COVID, this COVID world now is so stressful and I was telling Anna like for me what's stressful like oh let's see here oh wait is he there no is he there oh we're waiting for him he's coming guys don't worry we didn't lose him Aaron <laughs> if you can hear us just log out and click back into that link and it should reset it yeah. um but I was telling Anna like you know part of my like way of trying to deal with things is like I like to go out to dinner I like to be taken care of and I was telling this to Anna where I was like you know like okay for us right we we take care of our clients so we're the taker carers and i just want to be taken care of and the way that i get that is by going to a restaurant being taken care of going to you know get a haircut get all those things right but it's like not the safest the safest way sure you can do takeout but guess what i still have to now clean off the table that i ate my takeout on i have to dump the trash that came with it i'm still taking care of myself um and so it's kind of like, I don't know if any of you guys feel that way, but just like, you know, and, and I think for me, it stressed me out. My sister came to stay for a month so that we could have some sort of like a summer vacation for the kids. And when she left, I sobbed, like sobbed. 
and I was just like, get a handle on yourself. And I think I stopped because it was so nice to have like a change of normal, you know, when you're in the house and Aaron had mentioned this earlier where you're dealing with your, you're dealing with your, your people inside your house yeah. and you can't go anywhere and that's all you're dealing with. And I, so I think having my, my nieces and my nephew and my sister kind of provided this like really different, um, vibe and it did a break of like typical COVID, you know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, right. So, I mean, what do you think, Anna? Yeah. So, well, first of all, I'm just going to say, if you're yeah. watching right now, pop in the comments, something that you've done during this quarantine time frame that's different yeah. that you maybe yeah. weren't implementing before just to share since Aaron's, um, internet's gone wonky, just, mm -hmm. just to share, like pop yeah. something into the comments that you're doing. So me personally, I think there's a couple of things like even for an introvert, I mean, there's the jokes out there that the quarantine is awesome for introverts, but even introverts need some social interaction. Yeah. And so I think it really comes down to making sure that you don't, making sure you stay busy, even though you're stuck at home, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how many binge watching Hulu and <laughs> yes. I have done over the yeah. last six months. Right. It's right. Probably, it's, it would, I would be embarrassing to have to voice the actual number, you know, but I would find myself staying yeah. up until two or three in the morning because I was like, eh, yeah, nothing's going on in the world that yeah. I need to be prepared for. Right. There's nothing new. Yeah. Okay. So, we're gonna. Hey, we've got Aaron, but he's sideways. He's sideways, Aaron. And, I don't know what happened? And that's that's okay. Oh, there he is! Yay! Welcome back. <laughs> Did we not just talk about that though, Aaron? Is uh, things happen, and you have to know how to go with the flow, right? And be 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 okay with that. Um, here, hold on. So yeah. We just thought that you had a very like studious look on your face. We hadn't realized that you. Just <laughs> I was like, he is listening intently to Anna. Like, he's not even moving in my head. I'm thinking that. And then Anna's like, oh, he's frozen. Anyway, welcome back, Aaron. Um, I was, was sorry. I was on my iPad that was connected to my phone. And I was sitting down on my porch and, and my phone no. got too hot. So yeah. it didn't want to share the connection with my iPad anymore. Oh, no. Sorry. And it's okay. So, okay, Anna, why don't you, I took that off, but I, I forgot what question we were on. Do you want to yeah, pop that so one on for Aaron? And we, can... we had talked about Aaron. Yeah. We were just saying that it led directly from what you were talking about where people kind of have the answers, mm -hmm. but like what they can start to implement in this post COVID crazy 2020 year, really. Right. I mean, there's so much happening and it's not just COVID. There's so many mm -hmm. other things mm -hmm. going on right now that are affecting people, um, having to change their mindset, having to look at the world a new way, trying to implement new things into their world that, um, you know, and being more self-aware just in general, being more self-aware. So we had asked our audience, our audience, our audience <laughs> to throw out some things that they were doing, um, you know, that was different. So like our friend Mel Schumann, she's, she's in Oregon. She said she just turned off the news because she didn't want <laughs> yeah. the news anymore. You know, yeah. um, and you know, I was saying that I found myself binge watching like TV shows so late in the morning, like like two o'clock in the morning. I'm right. on Tuesday evening, and I and it was because 
my routine had so vastly changed. Yeah. I didn't feel like I, I was like, well, what's the, it doesn't matter. And <laughs> right. So for me, what I was saying is for me, I had to force myself back into a routine in order to be able to better deal with what was going on around me. And that was my question. So Aaron, what would you say um, are some things that people could do or that they could implement to kind of help this situation? Yeah, it, it's a good question. It's one that I'm feeling a lot, especially in the outpatient office right now. Uh, one of the things that I've been able to identify with a lot of our clients has to do with uh, in environmental confusion, right? So there's a lot of things happening from the home. We're, we're being mom or dad at the home. We're being uh, working from home. We're being made of the house and, and cleaning things up. Oh my gosh, your kids are there all the time and they don't go anywhere anymore. Right. Uh, so now you're being super nanny and teacher and yes. uh, all these things are happening right there in the home right now. And it starts to make you feel like you're not just trapped in your house, but we're trapped inside ourselves. And so now we need to get out True. and experience some different things. And so one of the things I've been working with a lot of my clients on is diversifying our environments, getting ourselves into new places. One of the things I love about COVID right now, and, and maybe it's more of a Utah based thing, but there's this more newfound or refound affinity for the outdoors, uh, mm, going yes. out and, and being out in a way and seeing the things that the world has to offer, putting things in a fresher perspective, but getting out is almost telling yourself subconsciously that guess what? I'm not trapped inside of me either. I, I still have choices on how I want to be each and every day. So diversifying your environment and getting yourself in different places throughout your week is going to be really important. And I found that efficient and effective for my clients. Uh, the other thing that I found, which is really interesting, is, is there's a lot of people that as they start to look outside themselves and serve others, they kind of remembering who they are a little bit more. Mm -hmm. we're, we're losing some human contact. We're just not out and about as much or touching and feeling and talking and connecting right. with people like we used to. So if we can find ways to get out and serve and build people up, we're, we're kind of acknowledging that part of us that is most altruistic, that part about wanting to give back and wanting to lift people up. So if I can diversify a client's environment, if I can get them giving back, it's gonna give them the chance to be able to see the strengths that they have inside of them because other people are benefiting from that. So true. That, that's, that's so great. Good. Yeah. So this is yeah. what you just said, diversify your environment and find ways to serve others to remind yourself who you are. I love that, that it's mm -hmm. instead of thinking about, gosh, this is affecting me so hard. Maybe there's something you can do outside of yourself that then allows you to feel better about yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I, and I think, yeah, what you just, it, you know, for me, I, I know that I was like, fearful to kind of go outside my front door really you know what i mean and so that was kind of like an issue that i personally was dealing with and so it has been nice and i think that's why you know me and anna going to the lake we made it a standing thing like every thursday we're gonna go and we're gonna dip into the water and um you know water has healing effects right like because it's just it's like this cleanse that you feel and so um it, it is and we had we had a great time last week and we just we had hats on and we took photos. We, the kids had a great time and I just watching them have a great time and have some like normalcy, you know, like, like a restored. It was just, that was good for my soul too. And when we came home, we were pooped out and I, and it actually, I wasn't thinking about 2020. 
Yeah. You know, I've got a couple of my clients that interestingly enough, I mean, mm -hmm. there, there's obviously a bunch of challenges and I've heard too many times in therapy to count, oh man, 2020 sucks. I wish it would just yeah. end or, or not happen. Yeah. But there's also some of the, the more fresh perspective clients that have come yeah. in and said how thankful they are. Yeah. How, how it's been this huge perspective change because there's challenges and, and there's a new way that we all need to live and, and guess mm -hmm. what? It's going to be okay. But yeah it's also required us to strip away the fluff. Yeah. Right? I don't need to engage in this. Guess what? My family really yeah. is the foundation point for me. Yeah. As I strengthen that, I have more power to reach out and, and connect with the world around me. Guess what? Humans are important to my existence. Um, sometimes we all get overwhelmed and we don't yeah. want to be around other people for a little bit and that's okay. But guess yeah. what? We also are remembering that we like to connect with people that we miss. Mm -hmm. People, yeah. we like being able to look in each other's eyes and say something and, and feel that connection from them because we're connecting. Uh, that's innate. We, we, we're all, yeah. we all come to earth that way. And a lot of that stuff is being stripped down to the point to where we're acknowledging how important some of those things are. And, and that's a good thing. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I think, it, and like you said, just changing the perspective on looking at it and not, you know, I joke I, with Anna, 2020, I made it a verb, like, you know, equaling like, really bad juju, you know, when you say the word twin, but I think just important to see the perspective of what it has allowed us to like refocus on. And you just made a, just, I did a blog post a long time ago on a personal thing about, I took a picture of my dirty sink and I just said like, you know, you see a picture of a dirty sink, but really what it meant was um, it showed that me and my kid made, you know, baked a pie. We, you know what I mean? And I talked about really what the dirty sink meant and it was just flipping because it was a challenge to flip the perspective on like, you know, so I think that's kind of what you're seeing too, is just, you know, fl flipping the perspective and really seeing the other side of, of seeing that we're 2020. Well, yeah. And even part of the civil rights movement that, that, mm -hmm. that Anna had mentioned before, I mean, maybe it's just a unique perspective because I work with, with everybody. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I can tell you with, absolute acuity uh, that we are more the same than we are different. Um, mm -hmm. Whether culture, race, religion, gender, doesn't matter. A person with depression is mm -hmm. depressed and the human right. body deals with that in, in certain ways. A person that is anxious deals with that in certain ways. And the way that we grieve, the way that we feel lost, the way that we heal, all of that uh, is, is a whole lot more similarly connected to each other than we are separate. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be the message I would say to everybody right now. And it's really important to remember, we're a whole lot more similar than we ever were different. That's yeah. awesome. That's so great. Yeah, that is, it is, it is. Okay, next next question, next question. Okay. I mean, I could sit here and I, I, I'm, I I'm shocking that I'm keeping myself on task as normal. We're over an hour, but you know what I mean, <laughs> who cares? Okay, um, so our next yeah. question came with, um, so you try something, it's a complete and utter failure. How do you just bounce <laughs> yeah. back? And this is a huge perspective question, right? Yeah. But how do you bounce back? Like, what is something, what's a technique that you might use to like, Fuck up, little camper, and just keep going. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I, I I have failed more times than I've ever been successful uh, in, in my industry, uh, especially with with kids in state custody that is uh, a defiant and resistant population. Um, the prognoses of the kids that I work with from day one isn't good. 
Uh, and so when we can affect that at all, you have to celebrate those little victories. But the fact of the matter is in, in any acute mental health setting, failure is just going to be a part of that. And, and the people that, that last, to be honest with you, are, are acquainted with failure. They're acquainted with grief and they know how to compartmentalize that without affecting who they are as an individual. That's not an easy journey. Uh, mm. I, I've supervised over 20 clinicians coming out of graduate school. And I can say that probably at least 50% of those aren't in the industry anymore. It is hard. Mm. It tears you down. Uh, it is very hard to see people that you, you start to care for on, on a significant emotional level fail and fail repetitively, sometimes based off their own choices, sometimes for no choice of theirs at all. Yet mm. failure is a part of it. Uh, for me, little quote books, uh, the divine book of virtues is something I like. I like reading from the Tao. Uh, there's some cool things in that. Uh, Star Wars. You saw my, my coffee. Yeah. Master Yoda is amazing, right? <laughs> he um, is. I, I, I don't want to get into the new trilogy because that's barely canon. <laughs> but he said something to Master Luke in there. Failure is a part of, of any great masters. Uh, mm. oh, the greatest yes. teacher failure is. Mm -hmm. um, I am the clinician I am today because of my failures. And I've had mm -hmm. to embrace those because as I've embraced those, it made it so the next person I work with maybe has a little bit better chance because I learned something from the last one. The greatest oh teacher gosh. failure is. So, yes, I love Yoda. And I think all of his, like whoever, whoever created the script for all the Yoda-isms that are so amazing, uh, yes, I Yes, I, I, you know, and Aaron, I, there's this other thing that um, I read, it was a quote, it just said, um, I see failure as an opportunity, um, mm -hmm. you know, and if you are in that mindset is just knowing, like you just said, is, is taking from that failure and applying it to the next time you're going to attempt it, right? And um, I, was it Thomas Edison, it took him 100 tries, right? To I believe to get the light bulb. So if he had quit, I discovered 90,000 yeah. ways not to make a light bulb. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, no, I yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think applying that to our business world in that sense is just mm -hmm. remember, it's important to remember that one and done is not, it's not going to work, especially as an entrepreneur, because you are all things and you're not yeah. an expert at all things. So you really are going to have to try and try again and revise and try again and lean on your resources, lean on the yeah. people around you, lean on the, yeah. the, you know, individuals that find a mentor. There's so many programs and people out there that do want to help. And I think this yeah. is in the business world, but it's also on a personal level. You know, if you are, if you're not feeling like you're making it and you reach out to the people that you trust, you might just find the key to what you're looking for in that sense. Mm -hmm. so, okay. So yeah. this is our last question for you, Aaron. Yeah. Last question. Um, we, so as a business owner, we talked about stigma kind of at the very beginning yeah. and what would be your advice to the people watching today? Like, how, what's the best way to educate yourself? I mean, educating yourself is a, it's a big trend right now, right? Like find out what you need to know. So you're prepared when this mm -hmm. situation happens to you or for you, or you get in that situation. So what would be your advice? Like what's the best way people can research and understand better and really know what to do if they, 
if they either experience mental health issues themselves or if they're in a work environment where there is a situation with maybe a coworker or a manager or if they're managing someone that has mental health issues in that sense. So reach out is the mm -hmm. first thing. I think the amount of healing that we deny ourselves on a daily basis just because we don't ask or we don't reach out or, or we don't acknowledge the hands that are actually being extended towards us each and every day. Um, that's probably the biggest drawback that I see in my profession is, is we don't ask. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's one of the things I do like about what's going on in yeah. our country right now is we're asking yeah, and that's yeah. okay. And, and we do want to be educated. Uh, it, it, the, our country does a, a decent job at putting out what they call the mental health report. Every year, you heard me reference the 2016 one before. I obviously need to refresh myself on, <laughs> on what's more up to date. Um, right. But it ranks all 50 yeah. states in the mental health report as, as to why you in, even some of the environmental factors that might exist in your state that might perpetuate different diagnoses. Mm -hmm. uh, where your state stands as far as need, uh, how many mental health providers there are in your state, what the ratio is for that. Um, mm -hmm. Where you are, is any mental illness, major depressive episodes, all these type of things. Our country puts that out every year. And it's hard to argue with numbers. I mean, you can go and read opinion articles and all these type of things. And, right. and based off who you're reading, you're going to be able to generate a pretty good opinion yourself. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm a numbers guy. I like statistics. That's what we go to school for is I want to be able mm -hmm. to derive where a significant part of the population is given in a situation or an outcome so I know how to effectively treat it. And the numbers don't lie. So go and, and, and look up Mental Health Report America mm -hmm. and see where mm -hmm. your state lies. See what the barriers yeah. are. See what the diagnoses are that run rampant in your state. Uh, right. Then go ahead and reach out to any mental health professional and say, hey, what are the evidence-based practice associated with that? How do we most effectively treat it? What brings about the best outcomes? What parts of that can I incorporate into my business every day? Uh, do I have a mental health part during my new employee orientation? Do I follow up with that and see where people are? Um, those are all just little things that, that can be done, but ask, reach mm -hmm. out. And, and, and as long as we ask and we're reaching out, then you'll find more often than not, there's going to be somebody else that's reaching back. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, so that's important. It's like, it's, it's so simple, but yet one of the hardest things, right, Aaron? Like, yeah. And it did to show like, if you just ask, you know what I mean? You're going to receive some form of help. Um, so crazy. Yeah, yes. I love this right here. So Chris popped in again and said, there's mm -hmm. no shame in reaching out for help. And I think yeah. that stigma that we talk about, people mm -hmm. feel like there's something shameful about asking for help sometimes. And I, I hope that that's something that continues to change in the world as we you know move forward that no yeah. matter what the comment or top whatever what the topic is that there are people out there that are excited to help educate and encourage and help you out so that's awesome no and can i just say this real fast before we end and you know um when we we're like researching about the stigma one of one of these i'm not sure how accurate it was but it had said that you know a lot of um the stresses for somebody that is dealing with mental health issues at the time, it's not about the mental health issue itself, but about the stigma uh, that comes with it. And that's more stressful 
to them being in a healing state is because it's more worry about being found out that I see somebody or that I'm on medication or, you know, and it's just, you know, like, and, we, and I just said, oh man, that's, I was telling Anna, like, that's so sad. I yeah. you know what? Yeah, I know. It's like, really, Coco? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why now my dog, she's like, I'm gonna, I don't even know what's under there. But <laughs> anyway, but no, yeah, Aaron, I think like, yeah, I, it, it's so simple to ask. And I hope, yeah. you know, I hope, I hope others will take your advice, you know, after watching this episode and just saying, okay, yeah, you know what? It is okay to ask. Yeah, it's okay. I well, think a lot of people this. get get yeah. caught on they have that innate desire to to want to ask. Um, yeah, one of the reasons they don't is then they start to ask the next follow up question, which who mm -hmm. do I ask? Mm -hmm. Who do I talk to that will make me feel safe? And 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 mm -hmm. some of us have good family systems or good friends, or colleagues right. that we can reach out to that are foundation parts of our support system. There's a lot of people that don't. What do they yeah. do? Who do they ask? It's it's not necessarily the not wanting to ask. It's sometimes the who. Um, yeah. So can we yeah. be better human beings and be that who for somebody else? Especially yeah. right now with, with, with COVID going on and everything else, yeah. that, that chance I mentioned to reach out and serve and make a difference in the lives of others. Mm -hmm. Can you be that who for somebody else? Because in the mm -hmm. end, that can probably put your life in a fresher perspective as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. And that's so I go back to serving, serving other people to remember mm -hmm. who you are. That comment that you made a little, a couple of times, a couple of questions mm -hmm. ago. I love that. I love yeah. that. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank this you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so n this is the part in our show, Erin, and you may or may not know this because I communicated with Liza mostly, but <laughs> This is where, I, you know, I'm a copywriter. Selena is a web designer. This is where we ask you, is there any questions that you have for us that we can help you? you have any uh, that's a good one. Um, you guys can can come up and, and, and make the social media part of my business better, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> absolutely absolutely no, oh my gosh guys, I, the, what i would ask of you yeah. and, and really anyone listening is and particularly youth and couples uh mm -hmm. and it's not just an american centered issue uh our our, our, our kids need help uh, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of uh government agencies and funds set aside to be able to try and reach out and help these kids um but a lot of those are family-based things what if the kid doesn't have a family? What, yeah. what if that family was abusive and neglected to him to the point to where it's literally no longer safe for that kid yeah. to, to be within the walls of that home? Uh, mm -hmm. Would you send him back in there? Uh, I wouldn't. And so yeah. the resources that we have, and I'm not talking about financial resources, the resources we have as humans, our ability to love, our ability to serve, our ability to reach out, our ability to mm -hmm. listen, my grandma said you had two ears and one mouth, Aaron. You should listen twice as much as you talk. Um, oh, listen, listen, wise words. Be who you are. Uh, mm -hmm. The resources you have go far beyond what you can bring to the world financially. When you be you and you share your resources, you're going to help kids. And our kids are in need. Our couples, our relationships, our long-term marital, doesn't even have to be marital, uh, long-term relationships are struggling in our country. Guess what? That has a profound impact on our youth. 
you guys know that with what you deal with, with sending your men away to war and all those type of things. Mm -hmm. Our kids struggle with those type of things. They can compartmentalize it. They can be resilient, but they need someone to listen to them and be there for them and offer the resources Mm -hmm. they have as humans. Uh, That's what we need the most. So if I was going to ask you guys of anything, I would ask you to be you and be that who for somebody else. (gasps) I love that. I love that's like a struggle bus for literally everybody who watches this show. Yeah, that you're asking all of us to step up and and do that. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I do too. I, man, I know. I don't want this to end, like, but I know we have to. Aaron's (laughs) like, I got things to do. You know what I mean? All right. So way back at the beginning of the show, we asked a question. um, Wait, I'm going to go find it again. Which of these famous people experienced mental health problems? Abraham Lincoln, Winston Churchill, Florence Nightingale. If you scroll up through the comments, most everybody said all three. And Mm -hmm. the answer is all three so and this this kind of was leading us into the very initial comment about the stigma where you can do great things and still have a mental health issue it's not that it's not it doesn't have to be your defining thing there are Mm -hmm. lots of different parts of all of us and lots of things we can give and lots of who we's who's who's we are i guess is how i would say it um so Aaron just really, Aaron, you just today managed to really bring out all those individual little parts and pieces just to remind everyone, I think, even of like how much we do have to give others. Mm-hmm. And even though and and even though the world is very self-centered right now on making sure that you yourself are okay, part of the process of being okay is to reach out. I love mm-hmm. I, I really took yeah. that message today. Um, yeah. And love, I loved that. So yeah, I do too. And for me, I, um, it's it is going back to the stigma. Is just like, you know, I do recall. I never said for a good maybe until I was thirty that I was I went to go see somebody every month or you know what I mean. And because even though it helped me, there was the stigma factor. And I think today, you you know, you just helped reiterate, like you know, talk to somebody, reach out to somebody. You know, and it is okay to start the conversation, right? And that is part of the healing process or getting yourself to that healing process of, you know, being ready to kind of just go on with the rest of the day. Yeah. And I would even say if you try it and it and you don't do it right the first time in reaching yeah. out, just keep try again. Yeah. <laughs> right. again. Like don't don't let that one time be your last moment. So yeah. All right. So on our end, tag us yeah. in the self-care thing you're doing this week. Mm-hmm. We want to hear about it. We want to know what, what it is. Lena and I love to yeah. follow up with our friends and family and, and, yeah. and business associates that are watching the show. Um, yeah. And then just wrap kind of the wrap-up process. Next week, we're actually going to have Jenna Day from Day Violins. We're going to talk about advocacy in your business. Yeah. Um, and then wait, Anna, I'm going to pop this up real fast. Wait, where can what? people find? Oh, where can I people find? I totally forgot this. No. No, his name is not Laura DeVarcus, by the way. It's just because I can't get this to show up on my present. So you're just going to have to roll with punches, people. But Aaron, can you tell everybody where they can find your organization and how they can possibly connect, you know, with your team? Should they have, you know, want to want to learn more? 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, I'm, I have my hands in, in a few little pots right now, mm-hmm. but uh, for the outpatient office that, that we work with, and, and I work with two amazing clinicians there at the outpatient office, that's the Synergy Counseling. I think you can go to the synergycounseling.com and, and right. schedule a consult with myself or one of the other amazing clinicians there. Uh, if you're interested in trying to help kids in need, and like I mentioned, there's a lot, you go to synergyfoster.com and, and you can look into the requirements of becoming a foster parent and changing somebody's mm-hmm. life. Uh, if you're in need of residential services and you have a young man between the ages of 12 and 18 and you want him to go to, biasly speaking, the best program in the country, then you're going to want to go to SynergyForYouth.com. Yeah. Uh, and then and then the big one right now, which is a newer one for me, but I'm, I'm just really becoming passionate about it, is the need to want to help couples because yeah. I, I've, I've been doing this for 22 years now. And one of the ways I felt like I can help save kids beforehand is, is help their mom and dad before they actually ever have any big thing happen to them. Um, so I want to get out and reach out to couples. Uh, and in New Zealand, the, the, the word for life there is, is aura. Ora mm-hmm. is the way that the, the Maoris oh, would say it. Oh, I love that but, you um, incorporated that in your name. It's just life yeah. expeditions, and it's life yeah. expeditions for couples. So anybody needing a refresh, remembering why, uh, being able to go out and have fun outdoors recreationally. I, I'm outdoors all the time. I will take yeah. you to some places that you might not even know exist in the world. Mm, uh, right. But then we'll ask you some really cool questions about what that means to, to you and to your wife and the things that are most important. So if you're interested in strengthening your, your relationship, then orexpeditions.com is the way to go. Awesome. Do you have to be local to Utah to uh, like to, to do that with you? I'm just curious. Absolutely not. No, we will okay. work with people from all over. I, I, was, I was doing therapeutic trips to New Zealand before COVID hit and New Zealand's smarter than us, right? They shut everything down. Yeah. And I don't, they yeah. haven't had any new new cases right. in months because they were like, no. suckers, watch this. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, totally. but for us right now, we're doing a lot of more d- domestic-based trips here and around yeah. Utah. And in, in Utah is is an outdoor playground. And we'll take yeah. you to some places and, and show some things. There's 3 million people in the whole state, which means there's a whole lot more to see than people to talk to. And so if you yeah. want to come and see and then maybe – uh, refresh some things for yourself and your loved one along the way. Give us a call. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Love it. Um, okay. Well, I guess, wait, and uh, Anna, like do the wrapping up thing. I mean, I, I'm so, I'm so off on like all my things, but no, no, I'm off right to the end. So now that (laughs) we know where you can find Aaron, we highly recommend you reach out. Um, if not to Aaron directly, then someone in your local area that can Mm -hmm. assist you with what you might need. Um, mm-hmm. we, we want you to tag us in something you're doing this week about with self care. And those are our, mm-hmm. our um, social media handles. And we just, yeah. we just want to hear from you. We just want to hear yeah. that you're doing something for yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and I do want to say this too, um, is, is, and then Aaron and I, and Anna talked about this backstage, but just be careful of the information you find on the internet, right. And make yeah. sure that they're good verified sources. Yeah. And not just, you know, Joe Schmo's going to be a, like running therapy for a day. And that's where you're getting your help from. Um, you know, Aaron yeah. mentioned it is super important to make sure you find credible people to yeah. seek help from. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then just to kind of finish up the wrap up portion, as I mentioned, next week, We've got Jenna Day from Day Violin. She's doing advocacy and we're going to talk about advocacy in your business and kind of what you can do to advocate for your business as well as kind of that big public policy 
as a small business, how do you find policy right. that's going to really affect change for you yourself? Um, yes. So anyhow, uh, Aaron, yes. just want to say thank, thank you, you again. Seriously, fantastic yeah. show. Thanks for all your wise words and advice. Yes. I love that you quoted Master Yoda. That's what yes. it <laughs> really like. I I just this right here, the greatest yeah. teacher failure is. Right. Master Yoda. Advice is not far away. Oh, yes. not far, far, far away. Ha ha. Yes. That was my Star Wars. <laughs> but I, I do right. want to. I want to leave us with this parting thought. Yeah. You're not broken. Yeah. There is just healing to be had, and that I think is my favorite quote of yeah. the day today. Yeah. Um, so just keep that in your minds as we yes. continue to move through the 2020 changes that are happening yeah. in this world. And yep. Aaron, we love you and thank you so much for being yes. on with us today. Thank you Thanks, so guys. much. I really appreciate yes. it. Good luck to you yes. guys. And you're doing awesome, oh. Selena. You're doing great. Yes. Okay. <laughs> My week is set, you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna like I'm gonna send like Aaron and Eliza like, so hey, how about next week? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, thank you again, Aaron. I so appreciate like your your insight, your thoughts, your tips, your suggestions, your just everything. I think, and I think a lot of people resonated today just listening. Yeah. And I know there'll be some replays um, from my Hawaii gang that aren't up yet. So um, thank well, you. We got a ton of comments today. Yeah. So many people giving yeah. you big thumbs up and kudos and yes, yes, and and yeah. a bunch of uh, social workers are amazing. So yes. thank you so much for yeah. all your hard work. All right, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, there's my dog.